as the world outside seems to be getting darker, colder and more oppressive with each day. It is more important than ever to connect to the truth of who you are, the light within, so that you can shine that through you, from you, out to those around you. Midday mindfulness is being created specifically to deliver you all the information that you will ever require in order to inspire and empower yourself to become the source of your own inspiration and with it your own liberation. In this weekly podcast, Kane Stromberg and all of his amazing guests bring to you the very secrets to reality, how to go about actually becoming an energy master and with it mastering life itself. Consciousness expansion is the name of my game and so you will know my name is Kane. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness. In this weekly podcast, we share with you the very secrets to reality and how to go about actually creating the life of your dreams in all ways. Only through the upliftment and liberation of yourself can you then deliver this information to everybody else so that together, now, we can create a world of true equality. For all. I welcome you to the family, to the tribe, to the club and look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level very soon. Greetings, infinite blessings and welcome to another moment of now and another episode of mid day mindfulness. My name is Kane Stromberg and it is my honor to bring you this beautiful episode along with Zach. He has been on a journey of inner discovery for as long as myself, for as long as everybody that is listening, because remember, we are the universe embodied. We are eternal in our discovery of self to help lead and guide each other back home to the self. So, Zach, my brother, welcome to the show and thank you, truly thank you for making the space in time to be here. I know how busy you are at the moment and it is a true honour to have you with us. Kane, likewise, thank you so much for having me here. It's really awesome. I love the setup you've got going on and I have checked out a couple of your podcasts and I think they're really good. So, honoured to be here as well and thanks for having me on and hello everyone. Thank you, brother. And as we were just saying a minute ago, your name and knowing that we're we're both in the UK. So anybody listening, please again let us know where you are around the world. So we can almost create a internal image of the lights that are focused and where they are upon this beautiful planet as we go about co-creating this world of betterment, a brighter future for all. Zach, Zach Hater. Knowing that you are a lover, not a hater. It must have been quite a focal point for ridicule almost or a reason for people to try to poke you and make fun of you. What was that like at school? And did that now that you can look back at it actually bring you learnings and growth in the the person that you are, knowing that you're more than a name, that you're more than another person's perspective of you? Um, yeah, just let us know a little bit about basically the construct of your name and what was what was 
shown to you growing up that you now know not to be true if you like great question <laughs> yeah really well really well put question thank you so of course my name is zach hater that's hater h-a-y-t-e-r mm-hmm. and the actual so growing up of course like in school primary school secondary school but more so secondary school it's like oh do you hate everyone <laughs> do you, are you hateful or um later it then came into like you know when social media started coming out on the internet started, started came, becoming more popular i coined the my own phrase with it which was hate is gonna hate <laughs> so it just had to be done and it's i in school i got to this point like i was bullied a bit in school because i was overweight and i generally had this you know as many light workers do we come in we got loads of karma we go through a harsh time usually for many of us and mm-hmm. yeah i got bullied because my weight and then of course my name as well kind of combined in there as well and of course my identity as a child having this name hater having that reflection back to me was from others as well my peers at school it it did i let it affect my identity i didn't have the tools or the knowledge or awareness to rise myself above it at all so it, it stuck with me but mm-hmm. it came it came later on where i growing up i started to yeah it's just i realized yeah it's just a name and start to view it in different angles and different perspectives you know when you're trying to work on a belief system or an emotion stuck emotion and try and try and observe it from different angles particularly beliefs and so that's what i did a lot and one of those was finding out the origin of the name so hey and ter you, you would think it's something to do with hay bales in fields or something like that, but it's actually a name that originates from Devon uh, in Devon and Somerset and Cornwall in the UK. And it means living on a height, so heighter. Nice. Uh, so I could say it heighter, but anyway. <laughs> nice. That's, that's, so that kind of helped a lot. And I'm now, so... The other part of the question, yeah, was yeah, reframing and how I've been able to work with that name, the name I have. And so I'm at this point now where I'm, you know, 30 years old now and I'm all coming up to 30 this year. And I, you know, as we all grow up and get a bit older around this time, 30, late 20s, we start to really step into our power and identity and we really know ourselves. And so this is where I'm at now, but I'm also... So I'm feeling very comfortable with my name, but also I also realized from a, if I want to be putting myself out into the public, it's something that I'm considering reframing or changing because, but then if I do change it, I want it to be something that is in alignment with my soul. So I've got to find that out. And that's where we open up to divine guidance. As you know yourself, as you were saying, it's something to meditate on, something to open up to receive guidance from from outside of ourself, which is really just internal guidance. And as you were saying, growing up at school, we take upon all these learnings, which turn into programs and beliefs, and we're always doing the best we can. As a child, you have no other information at your disposal other than the events and situations that you're experiencing firsthand let's say if you are watching a program on the telly then you're only 
subjected to the information within that program the more experiences we have through life the more information we have at our disposal then we get to a point like you say for myself late 20s early 30s my i'm mid 30s now so it's been a period of time when i have stopped looking outside myself and started to look internally started to realize that every belief is just like a program installed on a computer and if we go about continuously running it unknowingly unmindfully then it will govern our entire life you've taken the opportunity to step back to look at previous events and to actually learn and grow from them and that my brother is something incredibly powerful and i would suggest the reason that you are upon this journey so with today's episode being titled a man's love for himself please let us know how it is you've gone from a position of maybe being slightly separated from that connection of love internally and seeking it externally seeking external validations and connections to being able to come to a full embodiment and realization of the fact that you are love embodied universal love in the physical form here to express and just to enjoy this beautiful adventure that we call life <laughs> oh, what a brilliant question. Excellent question. Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Straight in the deep end. <laughs> nice. Yeah, excellent. So it kind of ties in as well. I can frame the whole, right, my name, my surname is Hater, right? Mm -hmm. Hate and love, like almost, well, some people consider those to be opposites. Mm. And so, so for me to be where I am right now on my own vibrational standpoint, as I exist today and this version of myself now, Beautiful. I couldn't be here without, without the amount of love that I've brought into myself and cultivated within myself. Mm. So I, looking back like 10 years ago, or even, you know, even five, five or seven years ago, I was a very different version of myself. I was very much more insecure. I I didn't really love myself, like mm -hmm. not consciously or didn't mm -hmm. ever really even consider it as needing, as a necessity. And then it came to about 2014, I read my first book, which was, uh, well, one of my first spiritual books, which was The Pleiadian Agenda, A New Cosmology for the Age of Light. That then woke me up and turned my nice. mind into, yeah, turned my mind into a pretzel. <laughs> literally <laughs> so <laughs> we've, we've all been we've all experienced that anybody listening to this show has experienced that moment where your conscious mind is almost blown into a, a million pieces and you're like whoa okay it's going to take me a while to start to actually integrate all that back into myself with this deeper understanding of who i am yeah spot on spot on yeah that's it it's all the time and all that integration process connecting mm. those dots up Definitely. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So going through that time, that was 2014. And it wasn't really until about three years ago, I was because I was studying channeled material, personal development, uh, spiritual teachings, all kinds over the past seven years, uh, very consistently. Uh, but it wasn't really until three years ago, or two years ago, two or no, two years ago, it really clicked to me that I was like, so love, and like stuck emotions like they that that's the weapon like that's the not the weapon that's probably not the right word but like love is the tool 
for us to clear all of our karma. And I never really, I never made the connection. So, <laughs> and then, so two years ago, I really started looking more into like love cultivation and stuff. And, mm. and I realized, I mean, probably everybody watching this, this, uh, this podcast mm -hmm. is, has done some inner work on themselves or is yeah. actively consciously doing their inner work. And as have I as well, it was really, for me, it was, it was interesting. It was 2018 was like the first year that I started having heavy, you know, I started experiencing all of those heavy emotions. So I went through the twin flame journey and then another relationship. So the past three years, I've cried more than any point in my life. But through that, what Thank I, you. I Thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And it's uh, what a beautiful release, you know, the energy of that, of the, all that crying, you know, same as exactly. Well, oh, planet gets lighter every time. So it's, and so, yeah, it was that time with all that intense, you know, all the stuck emotion, all the solar plexus and the heart lifetimes after lifetimes all built up and all just pouring out now because of all the energetics, we, they just can't stay down anymore. And, but what I found was I, at the start of this three year period, I was like, right, okay, all I need to do is just feel my emotions. I don't have to do anything else. I've just got to feel it and let it express itself. And okay, that's cool. That worked. But then I felt that it wasn't really, I noticed improvements in my, in my sense of well-being, but like it wasn't that much. Mm -hmm. It was almost like the same emotions, the same layers of emotions while they've been felt, they would kind of come back like weeks down the line. Mm -hmm. Maybe, it, maybe it was a different layer of emotion. Uh, and it's just me interpreting it wrong, but it was, they, it did, I didn't, I felt a bit stuck. Like I wasn't really getting anywhere. And then it was about, it was about a year and a half ago or maybe two years ago now that I, I put two and two together. I was doing some study, some researching and, okay, so if I just place my hands on my heart, and this is a really good method for everybody watching, by the way, if I just place, if I just place my hands on my heart and either use consistent affirmations or use visualization or a combination of the two and just repeating with the baseline affirmation of I love you and mm. repeating, yeah, and just repeating that over and over again. And then mixing it up after a while as well. Sometimes it will lose its it will lose its oomph with just that and repeat. So, and then switching it up and getting creative depending on the emotion I'm feeling, mm -hmm. or even if I'm just doing this to build up my love levels. It's just like I love you. I'm here for you. I mm. care for you. I have the utmost compassion for you. And who is it you're speaking to here? Self. Beautiful. But. That's the interesting thing as well. It's like when dealing with a heavy emotion or even when not dealing with a heavy emotion, I really like visualizing when I'm here, eyes closed and hands on heart in my mind's eye, just visualizing my inner child, my two-year-old self, either in my heart space or just mm -hmm. in my mind mm -hmm. and directing that love energy towards that two-year-old version of self. That's one of the most profoundly healing things I've ever done. Beautiful. So anybody listening that is not with us on the video, anybody listening on the podcast, go ahead and join with us for a moment as you place your hands on your heart 
or cross them over your shoulders as a symbol of self-love. And then just repeat as you close your eyes and you focus back to a version of yourself that may be feeling lost and alone, misunderstood, and potentially fearful in some way, shape, or form. I see you, me. I understand you. I accept you. And I embrace you. I appreciate you. And I love you. I love you, me. I love you, me. I love you, me. And this is such a beautiful reminder to the self. And to be able to go back and give that inner child the feeling of warmth and safety, the connection that you are able to bring to yourself, literally going back and saying, I know that you experienced things that were potentially traumatic at the time. And now that we have more experiences to relate them to, now that we can actually see a bigger picture from a higher perspective, just as upon the top of that mountain, it means that we can actually understand what took place more. Or even if we can't, we can bring acceptance into the situation. Sometimes we can never fully understand it within the physical construct, within the awareness of the human potential, but we can bring acceptance into it, a full acceptance of all that is, was, or ever shall be. That, my friends, is what will set you free. Set us all free. It's a beautiful reminder. Thank you, Zach. This does... That was beautiful how you put that as well. Thank you for that, folks. How you did it as well. It's one thing I found with this affirmation process. We could sit there for, and I tell people, if you're going to to get the most out of this process, it's good to practice it for at least two minutes a day, every mm -hmm. day, or five minutes, or as long as you can until you build up your love tank, your love mm -hmm. energy fuel tank. To the <laughs> point where you, and uh, but how you did that, I could feel through your words that you've done this before and many a time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And so, but would you say that really 95% of it is the intention? It's all about the intention. It's all about the vibration and the embodiment of full acceptance. And the first time you do it, or the first time I did it, I didn't want to do it. The words were, it was difficult to release the words. I love you, me. Literally like straining the words out. But <laughs> that's not a very nice visualization to bring, but we all know that when we're <laughs> emptying our bowels, it's more, <laughs> it's more beneficial to relax into the process than try to force it out. Yeah. So <laughs> I, the first few, and I've got a video where I actually did this um, quite some time ago now, and I'm crying, I'm bawling saying I love you me and the the release of emotion once I actually accepted that love from myself that's what's brought me to this to this place and a very powerful way of practicing this once you're anybody listening that would like to to take upon this daily practice let's say and a mantra that you can just repeat to yourself anytime that you find that you're waiting let's say in traffic or in a queue for something especially at the moment when we're all sat or stood there in queues or 
face to the ground. Nobody's really connecting with each other anymore. You can connect back to yourself and just repeat that affirmation. I love you, me. I love you, me. And if you do it in the mirror, looking into your own eyes, you can actually connect to your soul. You can connect to your higher self. So you can allow your higher self to have full connection to your your avatar self, your conscious self, or egoic self, whatever label you'd like to put on it. Remembering every time we label something, we actually limit it to the construct and confines of the label. So my label is I'm the universe in completion, unlimited in potential in all ways. Therefore, I am. So say and so it is. But it's a beautiful realization to know that it does all start with him and ends with him. And I have been very similar in my journey from a place of self-hatred, almost self-defiance, self. It almost as though I was trying to undermine and destroy my potential for happiness in the past because of, again, programs, learnings, beliefs, how far back they go. Who knows? Right to the very start of time. One of my previous uh, past life regression therapies that I had with somebody else was incredibly powerful and it took the weight of the entire world off my shoulders. I was shown that I was basically responsible. I was employed by a French king to go around and enforce his rule. So anybody that tried to stand up against him or speak ill of him, it was my job to take my troops in and to deal with them. And I was responsible for the mass genocide of whole villages, like men, women, and children. And I died alone, an alcoholic in a bar, and my family didn't want to be part of my life, et cetera, et cetera. Most people, if you had this conversation with them, they would say, what the fuck are you on? What are you talking about? And I was the same because I grew up with my a very two sides to this. Two, my parents were both very separate in their views my father is for want of a better expression a gangster um went he's coming out actually this year he got sentenced to 28 years in prison which is absolutely ridiculous for for really what it was he was doing in comparison to somebody else that take a life and get a quarter of the time but again it is as it is and then my mother was very free in her views and very, very expansive in, in a connection to that, which I now know to be true. When she used to do yoga, I remember as a kid, she used to go and do yoga and Pilates and things over the park or on the beach when we were there. And it'd be so embarrassing. And I think, fuck's sake, mom, what are you doing? Embarrassing me. Oh, I'm like, I'm trying to be this cool, cool, mad young man. And now I do it myself. And I'll go and I'll happily just go and do yoga in the middle of the park and everybody stops and is very interested. And I know that actually I'm probably allowing them to think, oh, that looks interesting. Maybe I could do something like that. And it's sparking that inspiration in other people. And again, when you've come into a full realization of the love that you have, the love that you are, just like that light, everywhere you go, you now shine your light brightly for others to see. And as we were discussing before, you're at a point now where you feel that there's a decision to be made to walk forwards upon a path towards your destination, towards your, not that we're fated, but towards the life that you would wish to experience, let's say. 
And it's a realization and remembrance again that there is nothing that's ever wrong unless we decide it's wrong. So, again, if you would like to elaborate slightly on what it is that the placement that you're at and the decisions you're making are all based around the fact that when you place yourself first, you can then place other people first. It's all to do with self-love to be able to then love another. If we don't love ourselves, if we don't accept ourselves, first of all, we can't accept other people. And then through acceptance comes gratitude. And then through gratitude comes love. They're the three steps that I would always share with anybody that was upon a journey of connecting back to the truth of who they are. Accept it all. Be grateful for it all. Even if somebody's been repressive in your life, they've played that character role perfectly to allow you to learn and to grow through those situations, to be grateful for them all. The people who love you and the people who hate you in the human construct, give them all love. Give them all appreciation, gratitude, and love. And then it's beautiful. Everywhere you go, you are love and you see love externally. So what is it the moment that you would be able to share with anybody listening that is maybe a little bit stuck in between a feeling that, oh, I don't want to be too third dimensional and focus on material possessions. I'm a spiritual being and therefore I should do everything spiritually, skipping around on unicorns and rainbows all the time. Remembering that we are here in the, in the third dimension to have a physical experience, to learn and to grow from it. And whilst we're here, we require certain things such as a house to live in and clothes to wear and food to eat. You know, we can't, just skip around all the time riding bareback on unicorns as joyful and blissful as it could be you know <laughs> uh, love it okay oh brilliant you're quite i love your questions okay <laughs> so <clears throat> right there's it's kind of a combination i can do here of things different elements of this of how i want to explain so we've got the first part of this where so the difference between, yeah, playing the 3D game and playing the 5D game. Mm -hmm. So we're here, as you say, we're in, we're in third density, the third and fourth dimensions. And we're here for the next few decades, this century, essentially. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it's a really good question. Now, of course, this, <laughs> now this, of course, this is the thing when it comes to, this whole, you know, people are always going to have conflicts, especially when they're on a spiritual path and they're like, right, I've got all of this, all of this energy inside me. I can direct it in any direction I want. And people realize that people who have stepped into their power yeah. realize that they can create anything. And that's probably a vast amount of people watching this. So there's two, two perspectives that I'm, in a way conflict have conflict within about at the moment that mm -hmm. as i said before it's really just a case of meditating which i've been putting off because i've just been being a busy fool almost so i'm not really practicing what i preach every day as much as i could be but so we've got this idea that for example you look at for example jesus or the buddha mm -hmm. and these individuals were human beings who just like anybody else but the difference with, for example, Jesus was he lived and breathed in such or he lived in such a way that his connection with God was was very strong. 
Uh, now, the thing is, any person, any human being can have that same connection that he had with God and to be able to perform the same miracles and things like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, when it comes down to Jesus and we observe him as a healer who served people. So did Jesus charge people money for the healings that he did and the help that he gave? No, he didn't. Not not as far as I'm aware anyway. Or perhaps he did a few times, but I'm not sure if he did. As far as I'm aware, I don't believe he ever really did. It was more, he was just giving himself freely. Yeah. And the thing with that dynamic is God, ultimately, the God, wants himself, ourself, wants, Beautiful. wants all of their children to be helped. And so every, that, that, gives, that gives every single human being on the planet the opportunity then, an opportunity, a potential to be able to say, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a hand of God and give that service that God wants for free. Mm-hmm. Now, the interesting thing here is you could walk, I'll call it a Christed path in this case, although every, I'll call it a Christed path, path of service. And in this Christed path of service, you do as Jesus did. You heal people for free. You give of yourself freely. You give your energy away for free in that way. But the the dynamic there is you will then be rewarded for the energy that you give out. And that has to happen. And a lot of the times it will be threefold. So what you give out for free in that way, it will come back to you three times over. Mm-hmm. And The rule of three. Yeah, the rule of three. So there's also... So that so there's that idea, there's that way of being it, and I'm, this is one aspect I'm looking at now. It's like right, I've I've actually got financial security. I've got a passive income stream right now, which is supporting me enough to be able to just not do anything if I didn't want to. I could just sit here all day long and do do nothing. But, <laughs> <laughs> so, That's not going to be beneficial for anybody involved, surely. The, the yeah. periods of time of of tranquility and nothingness are are important for every development every journey um but yeah yeah and so i i got this conflict where it's like right okay <laughs> thank you for this because i'm just realizing things now just through explaining and I'm, it. I'm also listening and receiving information so i'm gonna ask if you're up for actually doing an integration i know it's incredibly bizarre and it's really weird to do it on the show but it will allow people to see the power and potential of the work that we do, brother. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm up for that. Let's try that. So shall I, What? I'll just finish explaining this uh, do. dynamic that I have. So, of course, there's the Christed path of service, that I'm calling it, where you give it for yourself for free and then you receive massive rewards in return. Then there's also this idea of like, okay, I want to establish another income stream so that I can have enough money to comfortably go and live in my own place somewhere around the world and just really not worry about money then because at the moment I'm (laughs) and so I I love the fact that you brought up Jesus because Again, this is incredibly deep and I haven't really, I I can share this truth now because 
it's just my experience it's my belief it's my truth knowing that each person's perspective every single piece of information that somebody delivers to you please take it as truth because it's their truth it may not be your truth it may not be collectively averaged out as a truth it may not be vibrationally in alignment to that which is most harmonic in a connection to what we classify as truth but it's their truth and if we can take somebody else's truth and then evolve and expand upon it as opposed to going no you're wrong this is the right information they're always going to be more open to receive it okay so everybody listening i have direct contact to christ consciousness it was shown to me about two months ago and i was shown that i was um it was to do with not being wanted not being wanted not being loved so i went into the the journey into the vision and i was shown a baby being placed in a basket and pushed off down the down a stream and i was like what so i'm moses am i and the reason that i don't feel loved is because i was pushed downstream as a baby and the voice god who whatever voice it is was like yes and your jesus and your buddha and your allah and you're all of them you're all of them embodied you can't be one thing and not not them all and i was like okay i can be moses i can accept that in a past life i was moses but to be jesus that's a bit much that's a bit too controversial so i spent quite a long time just sitting with it accepting that that connection and honestly the last couple of weeks since i fully allowed that frequency to flow through me i manifest instantly almost instantly now as opposed to before it might be you desire something you you request it from the universe and then you almost keep a little focal point on it like oh when's it coming it's like ordering something in the mail order something from amazon next day delivery and then you're waiting expectedly for it to arrive through the post oh, it's not here yet it must be here tomorrow oh, it's not here yet i'm getting frustrated now why is it not here so it's knowing that when we almost ask an, an aspect of ourself, which is still ourself, but higher than, than ourself for guidance, we can then just freely skip along the path. Couple of things God does not want for anything. The, the, the desire and the want brings a lack of it. God doesn't want for all his children to be helped. God, for in my experience is just watching is just viewing and every time that we can become the watcher and we can disattach a mind focal point on it a desire to have a positive or negative outcome in our perception when we don't mind it we can just view it and learn from it as though it's just an experience as opposed to being egoically attached to it it's only our ego that then goes oh that's right or that's wrong i want this or i want that I would suggest that everything is an exchange of energy. Jesus didn't charge firsthand, but it was well known that in order to receive his healings, you would donate to him enough to provide him a week's sustenance to continue upon his journey. Oh, right. So it wouldn't be, you have to pay me X in order to receive Y. It would be, I'm here to provide you knowing that he's created just as i have done just as you have boundaries in place so that people don't feel we, otherwise we attract people that want to connect to us and feed off us drain us 
we, we, we attract people that are drains as opposed to taps. Taps fill us up. We're taps. We fill, we fill ourselves up and then we overflow to other people. Drains just think that they can come along and take from you because they have experienced negativity in life and therefore they should be able to come and take. Yeah. We all know these people. These are not our people. But they allow us the gift of realization that they're not our people to then create strong boundaries. Everything I do is an exchange of energy. And the further that you place yourself aloft, knowing that it is a pyramid structure, that mathematically the square is the masculine, the circle is the feminine, but mathematically the triangle is the strongest object in existence. So it has to exist, therefore, in a pyramid scheme. But the, the degree of angle doesn't have to be as severe. So here's a little pyramid. I have lots of different things by the computers to balance out the energies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so instead of having a structure that's so severe in its pitch, we lower it to the point where there's still three sides, but the, ding the difference in in the top and the bottom is so minute it can't even be seen in order to allow the people to raise up themselves we raise ourselves up to then give them a, a a viewpoint a destination a, a a focal point of inspiration if you like like a champagne tower where you put champagne glasses in the triangle you fill the top one up that's you you fill yourself up and you overflow to everybody else and you fill everybody else up doing so you're continuously full if you stop overflowing to everybody else then you no longer can actually be full to completion it's like oh i'll just fill myself up to the top and then as i actually use that energy in myself to do what i want to do i fill myself back up to the top and it's this massive internal conflict of of depleting yourself and filling yourself up depleting and filling when we're continuously full and overflowing everybody benefits in order to be at that level you are required by the laws of existence by god god wants you to live your best life he doesn't want you to live for another person he wants you or she wants you thy want you we want you i want you i want you to live for you i want you to put you first follow your heart so then you can actually inspire other people to do the same thing when we try to heal other people when we put our feeling of worth or attach our love to somebody else it's like if i do x y and z then somebody will love me and if they love me then i'll be good enough and then we go through our entire life trying to serve other people there's a very fine balance in every situation in every relationship between serving another and first of all serving yourself as men, as awakened men, as divine masculines, our role is to provide structure and space for the feminine within ourselves first. So by being very polluted in my masculine energy before, I got incredibly domineering and repressive and controlling to the point where I became 18 stone of muscle and anger and I wanted to control everything everything in life because i felt that i didn't really have any control inside so i had to therefore control everything outside at the time i obviously didn't realize this it's not until we look back that we realize these programs and and where they took us in life 
And now I've created this beautiful feeling of safety. So at the, the start of the day, let's say I, I, I structure my day in almost squares for the masculine to feel that it has a sense of control over what's taking place. And then within those squares, I joyfully and playfully skip and create using my feminine. And when we do that with ourselves, we can then do that outside ourselves. So again, anybody listening that is working at home at the moment, this is incredibly important that when you work, you allow for that window of work and the space that you're working in to be an area of work. You've created it energetically as your workspace when you've come to a point where you're having a break exit the house come back in then it's your house then it's your work uh, it's your break space it's no longer your workspace at the end of the day cleanse the environment cleanse the area and then allow yourself to exit out of the creative masculine focal working side of things and back into the free-flowing feminine playful side of things so that you can have relaxation at home instead of constantly be thinking oh i could just go and do five more minutes or i could just finish off that project or x y and z and working for ourselves this is incredibly important so i've gone off on a bit of a rant there and i've forgotten what I even I where to, i even started at <laughs> i have uh, one more part to add to the whole scheme of things and that i love what you said by the way about Jesus and receiving donations because mm. now this is my kind of crossroads as I was saying about earlier on where I have this one direction I can go down which involves creating an e-commerce website with a business partner and if and so I feel with that the catch with that is it's just getting off the ground now it's going to mm. be really good when it's done and it's been a long time coming and I know if I was to just give up now that would be one more failure of a whole series of self-rejection failures that I've gone through lifetime after lifetime. So I'm going to make a success of that for that reason. But also I then have on the other hand, emotional alchemy and love energy cultivation coaching, one-on-one -on -one, uh, life coaching and emotional healing coaching essentially. Mm -hmm. So, and that's this other thing where I know I could, I could just put all of my hundred percent of myself into that. And that would, I would, I would have enough financial security that I wouldn't have to worry anyway. So, mm -hmm. but, so that's my divide, but also I realized as well in regards to the coaching and I love what you said about, oh yeah. <laughs> For anybody watching, we're just um, screen sharing Zach's beautiful ability to actually connect with him one-on-one -on -one and the avenues to do so so sorry to interrupt you <laughs> no worries um yeah. so this is your your website yeah i'm gonna work on a few few things i've got to change but <laughs> always working always expanding always evolving and we always have a a point of grounding to evolve from so you do one-on-one -on -one coaching you've got courses it's an incredible amount to have created already whilst you're still focusing on almost finding your own foundation to move forward from. Sure. I like how you put that. Thank you. Yeah. No, thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely a start. And so this is a part of it for me is, is knowing that, well, if I do charge money for this coaching work, which I'm going to, mm -hmm. then 
it's okay, just make sure I go almost above and beyond for my people, make sure that I'm giving them, you know, 100% of myself and giving the value that I know that I can give to them 100% basically. So, yeah, I... And a big part of this whole whole situation now as well that I'm really fascinated by is the, the whole topic of this discussion and this this podcast today is a man's love for himself yeah and it's like like we were in in conversation earlier on about bringing love energy to counteract the negative emotions and using affirmation and all of that now the interesting thing here is it's like we're always constantly there's always you know and pretty much unlimited well not unlimited but there's a certain different number of timelines that any one individual can go down at any particular point. And yes. so, yeah, so, so and it's, it's like a, a spirit, a non-physical being right now would observe us and see us 12 different doors around us, for example, that we could mm-hmm. walk through to go towards. And now the door, the door that we go through, I mean, every door is going to have a different kind of potential is going to feel better or worse, depending on the door mm-hmm. uh, for us and our own journey. And so, and this is the whole thing in my own journey I've noticed is every time I bring more love into myself, every time I shed another layer of emotion and transmute it into love, every time I do that, it's like, it's like I, knock myself up a little bit higher and all of a sudden raise my reality, my, I raise my my even working with my mental mindset my old beliefs my limiting mm. beliefs you know because we're so indoctrinated on this planet to basically live in fear and hate each other and yes and so and to be completely <laughs> disempowered so we're very docile yes. and uh controllable yes. people and so that that whole <laughs> yep <laughs> Yep, that's it. And so, and so, of course, bringing uh, now the good thing about this whole love cultivation, like affirmation, like like we did earlier on, like you presented really, really well, is it's like I said, when we can do that for a minimum of two minutes a day, five minutes, or or even longer, depending on how much love energy you need to get yourself up there. Mm-hmm. It, a good analogy of this is like we can take someone let's say myself or or yourself 10 years ago where we're both essentially we both essentially hate ourselves mm-hmm. or we're just not on our own side mm-hmm. we don't have a good relationship with ourselves let's say and that that at that point in, in at that that version of ourselves essentially is like right just imagine we're stood in the middle of a pond <laughs> And that pond represents our love for ourselves, the amount of love energy we have going on uh, within ourselves, within our mind and our mental beliefs and in our emotional state, just a whole being. And the more we practice this affirmation every day for two minutes a day, is what I suggest, <laughs> uh, practicing that, eventually what's going to start to happen is this pond's going to start expanding. Mm. And event- then it will turn into a lake and the next thing you know, it's going to be a whole ocean and you've got this little paddling boat and you're having to paddle around in this ocean of love. Mm. And the good thing about this ocean of love as well is you can just take a dip into this ocean from your paddling boat and you'll be this, you'll be bathed in love energy. Now, 
what that does and the beauty of it is just by having so much love energy present within our being, it means that any stuck emotion that's been lingering for lifetimes, themes of lifetimes, you know, the same old thing, whether it's rejection trauma, abandonment trauma, abuse trauma, anger, sadness, or fear that's been stuck in us for so long, the, the love energy, without us even consciously trying to do anything, is just going to melt and transmute and alchemize those stuck emotions that have been with us for so long. And that just in itself is like, you don't have to, it's doing inner work for you. Like while it's still good to do conscious inner work, so you can get really focused and narrow down specific points in your history that you want to look at. Just by doing this, you're going to be doing the inner work anyway, uh, without you even consciously trying. So that whole process in itself, I'd suggest everyone watching this, I challenge you for the next 30 days. This is a bit of homework. Spend a minimum of two minutes. And at first, you may need up to 30 minutes of consistent, I love you, I love you, I love you, mm. and experiment. Use different aff affirmations. But try this once a day for the next 30 days, two to 30 minutes a day until you feel your love tank is full and see what happens. You might be very surprised. And of course, again, just really intend for it, really mean for it. And now the whole point of this that I'm trying to get at is these two paths that I have right now, like this e-commerce business or my coaching. And it's like, right, I know the coaching is my long-term ultimate thing that I'm going to be doing. And then I've got this e-commerce business, which is supposed, which I see as supporting my long-term vision is it's not really a good example but it's a perfect yeah. example it is yeah it, it's like yeah where is. where do all rivers lead back to knowing that it starts as a trickle in the mountain from the top as it enters into us and trickles down and filtrates through us as though we're the solid structure that is the mountain that river then flows down 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 towards all rivers lead back to the same destination back sure. to the ocean and knowing that as you cultivate that self-love expanding it from a puddle to a pond to a lake back to the ocean in completion to realize that hang on i'm not a single droplet of water i'm part of the ocean oh yeah i'm the ocean itself that realization is the game changer it truly is and to know that every river leads back to the ocean you know that every destination is one of your creation of your choosing so you're going to end up back at the ocean we're all going to end up back at the destination it depends how many lifetimes we want to take in order to reach that destination and it depends on which route that you wish to experience along the way self-love is the most powerful thing and as you then take that dip i would also ask that everybody actually let's go and surrenders to that love i have as i know most people that are awake and aware have a fear of depths of water that is deep because at the depth of the ocean there's all sorts of potential fearful entities and aspects of ourselves that we would rather not be in contact with is knowing that every time something is you're experiencing at the moment this in a conflict it's like the currents and the actual the currents of the seas 
bringing up that which is required to be seen. So every time that somebody triggers us, they've raised up a monster from the depths so that we can see it at the surface within the awareness and acceptance of it, if we can be aware and accept it as opposed to trying to blame the other person for it, so that we can then actually integrate that back into the self. So it's knowing that, as we said, as you said earlier, that you are the light and everywhere that you go, you shine your light and then you illuminate. So what used to be fearful or scary, when we shine our light into it, we can see the whole picture and realize that, oh, that's not that big a deal. It's not really that traumatic. It, it seemed so at the time because we could only view it through that small lens of perception. When we expand, we can see the whole picture. So I would ask that everybody actually dives right into the depth. So when you've taken a swim and you've got used to that self-love, dive in and actually breathe it into yourself. Drown in love then it becomes integrated into you and literally is like the image i've just got is so it's it's like sweat so it permeates out from you everywhere you go you are love and then you experience that love it's a reminder that again you are the ocean and some people may appear to be separate and cold in structure but if you take a piece of ice and you place it into a cup of water, it melts back into the water, becomes back in completion to that water. Parts of yourself that you may feel are negative or that you have tried to stay away from are just like pieces of ice. When you fully accept that part of yourself with love, it melts it back into the whole and you become complete in yourself once again. It's all perfect. Every single thing that we experience is perfect. The universe is perfect, or it would not be so. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I, I just want to really thank you for this basically podcast now turned into a coaching session. <laughs> so thank you for that because it's like that. It, I love how it's a perspective that I needed to really needed to hear at this time, which was that everything all leads back to the same place, and it's yes. it's like I've learned from my own spiritual teachers where they'll say it's like this whole conflict that I've had for about three years now. <laughs> and I know all the answers, but I just still, mm -hmm. just, it's, it's all about spirit will only let you know what you're allowed to know. And I, whose spirit spirit is our super conscious higher self. So if we are everything, we can't be it all. And then not some of it just the same as, we can't say, oh, I mean, I'm responsible for the good things in life, but not the bad. It's either everything or nothing. We're always creating. Everybody listening to this, if you ever step into a place of feeling victimized or, oh, poor me, oh, I'm tired, or oh, I'm this, or oh, that person always takes and never gives, you're creating that. You're subconsciously creating it so that you can experience it, so you can learn and grow from it if you're able to step back far enough from it, but you're creating it. You either create it all or nothing at all. And your ego is a very massive part of that creation. But without an egoic self, there is no sense of self. If you don't have an ego to experience it, if you don't have a mind, then there's no experience at all. We'd just be energy vibrating. It's the mind which interprets that energy vibrating as physical matter. And if, it do if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Without the mind, there is no matter. So when we can experience something separate to the mind, 
experiencing it in connection to our higher self, knowing that it's just an event or a situation, an experience, just as God watches it. That's interesting. Those people are killing each other. Those people are loving each other. That's interesting. There's balance in the equation there. It's all balancing itself out perfectly. Knowing that your choices are not only affecting you, but everyone around you, the higher you elevate yourself, the higher you elevate everyone around you. That's why we should always put ourselves first, always. And knowing that there's lots of different timelines and lots of different potentials, something very powerful that I've got, that I, re I use all the time now, and a lot of people I've shared this with almost think it's bypassing, but it's, it's really not. So anything that is a potential future. So if there's something that you're slightly apprehensive about experiencing in the future, if you deny that and try to actually defy its existence, you're denying and defying a potential reality, knowing that everything is energy vibrating. And when we're not consciously aware of it or perceiving it, it's potential. Only when we come into Con into uh, contact with it does it become physical i can see this wall therefore it's physical if i'm not in the room it's only potential unless somebody else is viewing it and creating it in material so every time we have a thought the first thing the most powerful thing you can do is accept it oh i'm gonna go out tomorrow and i'm gonna get hit by a bus and die that's a very bizarre thought that's not one that i'm gonna create in this physical but i'd accept it as a potential because everything is a potential therefore i accept that and i allow that to be experienced in one of the alternate realities i allow that version of myself to experience that i allow a version of myself to be a a, a, a street per, a living on the street a homeless person living out in nature maybe living hand to mouth and sustaining and living connected to the earth more as opposed to being in a house and going about gaining material possessions and objects, as well as I allow another person, another version of myself to be absolutely abundant in wealth to the point where spending a hundred thousand pound on a, on a holiday is, is nothing. It's meaningless to me. I allow both versions. And then I find balance in the middle. I allow the good and the bad to exist. And I find balance in the middle choosing what I wish to experience. So, okay, there's a potential. I accept that. And I'm actually focusing in creating this. And it's holding that, that final destination. My final destination is similar to what we were talking about with yours. It's I'm creating a charity. And five years ago, I got given the blueprint to create this global charity of basically educating parents and children into empowering themselves as opposed to having that structure of, of control and fear that's placed upon children at the moment do this sit there have your dinner at this time go to the toilet at this time ask do as you're told all of that's gone we don't do that anymore we let children educate themselves find their own paths and this charity is such a large mission that i had no physical concept of how i'd bring it into being none at all i know everything i do is taking me towards that destination so nothing i do is ever wrong about three months ago, somebody contacted me that has been following my journey and impressed with what I'm doing. And they said, you need to contact this person. So I did. And he's created the charity already. The exact same charity, the exact same blueprint five years ago.
so it's almost as though we were both given the the program the, the the blueprint to it and i'm like right that's it i'm creating that and then i've manifested him to create it and the entire team to create it so there's now 22 of us they're all volunteering our time and energy in towards the creation of this global charity, knowing that I was like, so did I create that? Well, yes, because I create it all, just as you've created it all, just as you've created this conversation so that we can share and inspire and uplift those that are listening as well as go away and actually take the information and put it into our own tool belts so that we can continue upon our journey with more information at our disposal, knowing that everybody always does the best they can do. And the more information we have means that we can actually choose more accordingly the best we can do. When somebody's an arsehole, all they're doing is they're going about trying to protect themselves to keep themselves safe. If they had more information about how to respond to a certain situation, they would choose the more beneficial outcome for everybody involved always is only the natural way of being. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I love how with the charity as well, it's, it's like, that's it. Everything is created for you. Although it is just you? creating it for yourself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, that's really good. That's amazing how that's connected up for you as well. I love that. Mm. That's, that's really Brilliant. just as it will do for you just as whatever decision you make is as, as as you said yourself one will feel slightly more free-flowing one might feel a bit more heavy or a bit more constricting it's it's tuning into the alignment and vibration of who you are knowing that we have a brain but we also have the heart-centered brain and whenever I, I make a decision now, I use my analytical, I step away from emotion because emotion's a bit like tar. It's very beautiful to experience, but it's heavy and we get stuck in it and we can almost get pulled under or drowning in it, like, like a river, again, flowing. Being logical in decision, if it comes from an two, if it comes from just a human construct, then it's, it's cold. So we use the heart-centered mind to make those decisions, knowing that it's beneficial for everybody, but not getting caught in the emotion, like testing the emotion of it, going, yeah, that feels good, and then continuing where we're going. So, yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. Mm. It's all beautiful. It's all perfect. Yeah, I thank you. I, there's a couple of things I want to say there is I learned about a year ago that at the moment, as we are now collectively, we're first first and foremost and most powerfully manifesting from our emotions mm -hmm. then is then it's followed by energetics and then it's thought so and i've, I've seen that before now it, it ties in again with something about manifesting from emotion and it was like you were saying there about right i'm not gonna act from my emotion anymore because you've had some bad experiences now for me, it's exactly the same. And, and I'm only really going to say about negative, negative emotions, quote unquote mm -hmm. negative emotions, because they tend, you know, tend to be, you know, the negative emotions is tied in with the ego. The ego wants to defend the self. And so mm -hmm. projections happen, reactions, emotional reactions, and destructive things happen with relationships, for example. And this happened for me. So it, it was, yeah, there's so much to be said for not, acting on your impulsive emotion sometimes 
<laughs> now, this is the thing <laughs> I fight. I have so much conflict about. We can have, we can, we can have all of this stuff where we say, "Oh, people, don't don't act on your emotions uh, like your heavy emotions, because you know it'll be bad for you. Get destructive things will happen, and all of this." But part of this whole conflict I've had about free will and the divine plan is kind of doesn't matter nothing matters like it, it, it's all gonna happen anyway and mm. it, yeah it, it kind of gets to this point where it's like i might as well just not say anything because it doesn't really matter yes. <laughs> and that's the deepest of truths that none of it does matter so if it doesn't matter you may as well choose to experience the most joyful experience for yourself even if it is potentially knowingly lowering somebody else and this is this is a very very tricky point that i got to where i knew that everything's mathematically equated so the more that i actually elevate myself to even it out as though it's a seesaw somebody has to actually weigh themselves down further to elevate me but there's nothing that we do to another we don't do upon ourselves. so i'm not lowering somebody i'm just choosing to raise myself i know that in doing so mathematically somebody else will be lowering they might, might not be consciously aware of this. That may be part of their karmic reason for being here in this life. But as I raise, because I'm focused on the evolution and, and it, expansion of consciousness of everybody, of the universe, I'm doing it from a heart-centered place of completion. It, it's for everybody. Everything I do is for everybody. So as I raise, I actually then cause the 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 upliftment of everything so if we likened it to a, a tower block we used to live on the third floor and we had a certain viewpoint we've raised ourselves up to the fifth floor and now we can see a wider landscape around us and then we can actually share information with people down below okay there's some different things over there you're you're not able to see them from that perspective i can actually share with you that information to enrich your experience as well and then as we as we go up we make space and create foundation for people to raise up to more unconsciously, let's say, so that we're increasing the vibration of, of humanity. So just naturally we're raising up the collective. Yeah. Leading yeah. the way, brother. You're leading the way. Appreciate it. Likewise, you are as well. Yeah, it's, I love that. Yeah, that's it. it <laughs> every 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 last part of us yeah that's it no i really like the seesaw aspect as well because it's like the whole seesaw eventually starts just lifting off the ground because that's yes. no choice but to so yes yeah that's awesome only yeah. though when we choose to raise ourselves, <laughs> because otherwise uh, raising ourselves for the collective as well there will be people that will only raise themselves up and they'll purposely do it to put others down but they'll only raise up to a point where then they won't get any higher yeah course we elevate the entire as it raises yeah and that's the thing they'll only hit the ceiling because of everybody else not coming mm. up with them yeah, yeah. makes sense cool yeah i i just wanted to go back to that part where we were talking about like i, I said about oh yeah the whole free will and uh, divine plan mm -hmm. ego conflict because it's like you said absolutely it's an ego conflict it's like i just my ego wants to know did my relationship with my now ex fiance fall apart 
last year because of X, Y, Z? Like, did it happen for that reason or was it always going to be this way? And that's the whole thing. It's amazing how like we can just let our minds go on overdrive. And I think my frustration really has been like, I know the spirit knows. And my frustration is that I'm just not sensitive enough to know with my conscious mind as I am right now in this version of myself. Although I am sensitive enough, I just haven't tapped into it yet mm-hmm. to get, get the clarity. But as time progresses on, it's like I know and I continue working on myself, I realize actually, yeah, this is maybe this was how it was meant to go. But then I can't say that either because there's so many different timelines. Maybe. Exactly. <laughs> so this is why it's, it's all, again, it's all divine will. It's all divine will. Yeah. I'm in a similar situation. I have recently, uh, this year, um, at the end of last year, just uh, divorced. I've become divorced. And I am separate from my children half the week. I have them the other half the week. I know that I would have done everything and anything possible. I I was walking through hell within myself in order to try to stay where I was in life. I know that I would never have consciously chosen to to step away from them. But I also know that subconsciously I created a string of events which led me to where I am today. Because if I was not who I am and where I am today, I would not be doing this work and I would never have done this work in this lifetime. I would have stayed keeping myself limited and and working a job that I hated and to provide, you know, material safety for the ones that I loved, but never really providing them the truth to who I was. It's all, all part of it. It's all part of it. And as you know, with different timelines, there is a version of yourself which is still in connection to your fiancé. You're still living together. That life's being enjoyed and experienced. Let that version of yourself have that life because that version of yourself chose that life this version that you are has a conscious choice about where you go now forwards knowing that what you've experienced has been uplifting and enriching thanking every person for the roles that they played in your game taking back not only the controller to then control the avatar self but also the the pen to create the blueprint of the game as you go through playing it we're experiencing the game as the avatar self whilst playing it as the higher self whilst creating it as eternal self all just for the experience of why we play games for the experience of it for the enjoyment of it we don't play a game to complete it we play a game to to experience it yeah fun is in the journey yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. knowing that we all get to the end we're all going to complete our games in our different ways and then collectively bring all that information together, returning it back home to, to, to self, and then maybe make an even more expensive and, and confusing game to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. If there's anyone else listening who's in this kind of similar confusion about was did this thing that happened, divine plan or free will, then really, and it's the, my own answer as well for myself, is that and keeping in line with the topic of this discussion today, a man's love for himself is mm-hmm. the more love that we bring into ourselves, the greater, the stronger our connection to source, Christ mm-hmm. consciousness, all that is God, whatever you want to call. Mm-hmm. 
the stronger our connection becomes to spirit, the more clarity we have about events that unfold, have unfolded and are unfolding in our lives. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of homework for me to do as well as, you know, for anybody. A beautiful, beautiful image. I'd like to share very quickly um, this meditation that I would love anybody listening to actually use because it was created specifically for self-love in a love activation received divine unconditional love it's one that i recorded um a few weeks ago three weeks ago and it's one of the most beautiful ones i've created so far so it will activate your connection back to your true self knowing that as you say the more love that we bring into ourselves. so this is the mainstream meditation channel this is the second youtube channel that we've created that's specifically for meditations and there's all sorts of different playlists on there. Um, complete chakra series and unconditional love connections, ascension meditations. There's one that I've recorded, but I've not been given permission to share yet because it's basically too powerful. But I'd also like to actually send that over to you because I think that's going to be incredibly powerful for you to take. It's It incorporates some trauma release, some trauma bond releasing, and um inner child integration as well as the the beautiful journey so i'll share i'll send you the link to that later if if that's something you feel guided to do as you were speaking about filling yourself with that love like into a balloon the more air that we blow into a balloon the the bigger it becomes the the further it ascends and as we raise up we become closer in our connection to that divine wisdom and we also become further disassociated with the the workings of the world below us so that we can see from a higher perspective somebody's journey if if we're walking on a path let's say and there's lots of we're, we're walking through a forest and we can't really see where we're going we feel that where we're going we've been walking for days upon days in the same di- the same direction because that's the direction we thought we should take and now we're starting to question and judge ourselves maybe we should turn to the right and if you then broaden your perspective and have a look from from the ascended perspective from this separate perspective we can see that just to your right there's a big cliff and if you turn right you'll fall off and actually just in front of you if you just keep going for another 10 minutes you actually come out into the opening and the beautiful clear expansive rolling hills where you've been journeying towards and it just takes that continued belief in yourself knowing that if it feels right in your heart if it's vibrating in alignment with who you are then you're on the right course and everybody listening is here to be only one thing true to yourself if we all live the true version of ourselves then we create a world of true equality true harmony because we'll all be harmonized within ourselves therefore everything externally will be harmonized focus on you do the inner work Focus on actually bringing that love into yourself, knowing that as a man, it's something which is maybe being more kept away from yourselves as opposed to being a woman. Girls are okay to to express their love more so than boys. Oh, I'm a I'm a boy. Oh, stiff up a lip, son. Crack on, get on with it. You know, man up and all that old bullshit. So again, actually, the next meditation is um is a divine masculine one that will be released this coming weekend so at the moment there is a heavy focus on divine masculine feminine unity 
knowing that we are men and women within the self, with the, the, the masculine and feminine energy exists within both of us, and allowing the feminine to flow through us creatively for myself is what has brought me the most joy and harmony. Yeah, so <laughs> brilliant. Have you found that? Like, it, I mean, it's a great example for me. I've been sat on this PC now for the past three days getting this loads of stuff done. Just mm -hmm. it's been really good. I felt really good doing it for the most Beautiful. part, but then also overdone it. Like that masculine drive, like action, just overtake for too long. And yep. so for yep. you, like you said about you've got your squares. So I've been doing pretty much consistent squares apart from maybe a circle before bed just to really chill out but nice how how do you do your circles and squares like my main my main enjoyments i say so in the morning i ground i go out and i stand barefoot on the earth that our mother is the biggest circle we've got and whenever we connect to her it allows that beautiful feeling of relaxation just to flow through i then make sure that i'm always keeping energized through connection to music let's say or something comical keeping that childlike wonderment and excitement alive and my boys they they feel me they they're my one of my biggest driving forces because when i'm with them i'm continuously messing around being as playful as possible like walking around and we see a bird and we like making all bird noises like, caw, 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 and like go and hide and play and when i go shopping um i'm i'm free in my expression of myself so i will not cover my my smile. I don't cover myself and I never have and I never will. And there was a point where it became slightly, there was conflict there because as I realized, I created it. I was looking for it. And then the people were then attracted to me to show me that conflict because I was seeking it. I now, the last time I went shopping, I, I was going around like supermanning on the trolley so i push the trolley along and then jump up and i was like supermanning going wee down the trolley weeing making noises of people literally stopping and looking <laughs> at me but then laughing and then i know that i enriched their day i was staying playful and joyful whereas most people are very serious now incredibly oh, serious yes. stand still look at the ground cover your face do not express yourself yeah. do as you're told not what you want to do and then there's me coming in and like disturbing the mix, like churning everything up, but doing so joyfully and playfully. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. And I went to, to yesterday morning to go get some bits, just as an excuse, really, to get out and see people as much as anything now. Oh, what should we do today? Oh, let's go to the shops, see other human beings. <laughs> yeah. And everybody that everyone I came into contact with, every single person, I was like, how are you? How's your, how's your morning? And just that that vibrancy if you can admit it then it bounces back to you and then you just go into the shops how are you how's your day yeah really good thank you how's your day yeah it's really great and then you leave that person energized but it also energizes you as well yeah. so every single experience is one to be grateful for knowing that we don't have to be here we don't if you're feeling as though life's a bit heavy a bit traumatic something that you know you don't really want to do you've chosen to come here and you could choose not to be here everything's a choice you could choose not to go to work it is a choice may not feel like it is but it is you could choose to go to the restaurant that you really want to go to that you're missing you could go and break in that restaurant and you could cook your own meal and you could sit down and you could eat that meal you could do it. You could go to your favorite restaurant and have a meal. It's going to have consequences to it. 
So it depends on whether you want to experience the consequences to making the choices leading to the actions, you know. It's all free will. It's all free will. Everything we do is governed by free will. It's one of the most fundamental basics that I build everything from. This is my choice. This is my life. And I will wish to experience what I wish to experience. I'm not entertained. I know. I know all that over there. I know it all. I know the repression, the control, the fear-mongering. The, I know. And actually what they're doing is they're teaching me how to use their tactics to liberate us. Yeah. And they're the people that are in the most fear because they're fearful of losing what they have and they don't have that connection to love. They're still utilizing the laws of existence. They still know the, the fundamental basics to energy mastery, which is what I've incorporated into the course, how to go about actually using universal energy to your advantage, how to become a manifesting master. But they do it with fear and control driving their, their bus. We use love. Who wants to get on the bus of fear when there's a bus of love next to it? That's the thing. <laughs> and that's it. Absolutely. Everyone's going to get on the bus of love, but people just don't realize that the bus of love even exists. And that's why we do what we do. Beautiful. And that's, no, that's why no matter what path you take, you are a being of love. It's clear to see. And as I said to you before, Zach, there's a space for you always. And whatever we do creating going forwards, you're part of my journey in whatever way, whether it's from a distance or close up. I know that our journeys forward, we are co-creating this world of liberation. And, and so, yeah, it's such a beautiful image. <laughs> I still can't put it into words quite what it is because it's beyond the wordings that we even have access to at the moment. But again, that's the reason that the language has been created in the way it has. So it, it keeps us limited to our expression of the true self. Yes. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, no, I totally get that as well. Like I've had a lot of the word is kind of nostalgia almost, mm. almost like I've been walking past or feet are through maybe in town or in my village here, and like I'll just get this feeling and it'll be like that's coming from a past life or somewhere I'll just get this energetic and it's just like wow it feels so good and you mm. combine that with all the colors colors seem different these days the sun is whiter and brighter than ever before so yeah it's an amazing feeling isn't it I Truly just is. like to so on this topic a man loves a man's love for himself so how do you handle it when let's say for example of course you you're feeling really good in yourself having a great day but then for one moment you're walking through town and you there's someone who walks past you and you kind of like you, you're smiling and you're ready to smile at them to try and brighten up their day mm -hmm. and then they either don't look at you or they look at you but just don't return it and just kind of it makes them worse or their day worse almost and for whatever reason in that moment that made you you didn't have as much love in yourself in that moment as, as you normally would and so you felt affected by that you felt like oh god that brought you down a little bit so how do you how do you deal with that in that moment the same way that i am able to heal um at a level of what is beyond even what i thought possible before but the, the access to the information i now have is access to information it's not me when i create videos it's not me 
when I when I do sessions with clients, there's a blueprint that I use based on NLP and timeline therapy and parts integration, etc. But it's not me. So the way that I know that it is received accordingly, whether they reflect that back, that if you shine a light onto something, it receives the light. It may not react to the light. If you shine a light on a flower, it will open itself up and grow towards the light. You shine it on a rock, it's not going to do anything, but it's still receiving that light. Every single person is here by choice to play whatever character role it is in the experience that you are experiencing. When we think that it's our love and that I'm giving my love or I'm giving my time or my energy to somebody and they've not received it. And how dare they? Because I've gone out my way to give them my love and they're not even accepting or receiving it or acknowledging it. Poor me. It's not, our, it's not your love. It's unconditional universal love that flows through us. And when we flow it through us, whether the person receives it or appears to receive it or not, we're still experiencing it. It's still flowing through us. We're benefiting. So what does it matter if that person acknowledges it or not? It really Sorry. doesn't. It's only by attaching the mind to it again that then we go, oh, well, I, I put myself out there and I wasn't received. So maybe they don't like me. So maybe I'm not good enough. So maybe I shouldn't put myself out next time to keep myself safe. Oh, hello. I'm the ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Expectation. Yeah. yeah. Bang on brilliant <laughs> <laughs> and so it is it, once we step out of the way once we surrender ourselves in completion hmm. surrender yeah. and that's the crucial word here i i'm i'm just a, a channel i'm an instrument of the divine and and by doing so i will experience and achieve things far beyond what this mind can even comprehend this mind cannot comprehend the the will of the divine it cannot it can experience it firsthand by allowing that divinity to flow through us. It cannot comprehend it and it cannot understand it. So just accept it on a, on a conscious level, knowing that in every film, every single film, there's a traumatic event that happens, which leads the character down a different path, especially Disney films. Quite often there's a loss of a loved one. And it's that change of situation which leads the character down a new path towards a happy ever after. You would never get to where you're going without those experiences. And that person's love is always there. Yes. Yes. Always. Sure. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. That, thank you. Is there any final words that you'd like to share? Um, how is it that, as I said, we've shared the, the screenshot quickly, but I just wanted to go back because... This on your Facebook, one of your quotes, this one, you can't lock love down. You can't lock down love, which is, is incredibly true. And at the time when potentially everybody's feeling more controlled and repressed than ever before, knowing that love is, is just like that beautiful, uplifting energy that we breathe in and out with every breath, that we're always free to take that breath and and it's the surrenderance once again so as we allow the breath to enter we then surrender as it is released to be able to enjoy the next inhale what final words could you give to somebody listening that is feeling 
slightly disconnected from the truth of who they are, from that love, specifically the men listening. Okay. So to the men listening who realize the need or the importance of bringing in love energy into themselves at this particular time and how it's more important than ever has been. Especially not just for your own mental health, but also for the well-being of all of those around you as well. But really, if you want to take your life to the next level, if you want to be living expansively and freely and joyfully, mm. happily and lovingly, you need to create all of those good feelings within yourself. And it's really simple. So just like the process I shared today, which I would suggest as homework for the next 30 days, I would suggest this to every one of you now. And for the men especially, it's a straight, it can be very strange and awkward feeling and very foreign when we're told or we go to practice this idea of this practice of placing hands on our heart and saying I love you. It goes it can go against almost every societal belief system and structure we've been taught, especially in the UK, for example. So what I'd invite you to do is realize that you both have both masculine and feminine energies within you. Mm-hmm. The same is true for all of us. And that in this particular process, I invite you to tap in more so to the feminine side of yourself and build rapport with that version of yourself, relationship with that version of yourself. So entering that and just for the next 30 days, for a minimum of two minutes a day and up to 30 minutes a day or for as long as you feel is needed on that particular day and moment, just to find a private space where you can either sit down, lay down, or even be stood up and just place both your hands on your heart and just start a simple affirmation and keep a baseline affirmation of, I love you. And play the I love you affirmation to yourself out loud over and over again, consistently. And incorporate other affirmations as well, experiment and find ones that work for you. But anything that is loving, loving in nature, compassionate, forgiving, caring, kind, towards self, focus that affirmation and intention into your heart space two to 30 minutes a day for the next 30 days. And at the end of it, please come back to Kane and just tell him how, how it went. But this particular process will, if practiced with intention and focus, will change your life, will level you up into a version of reality from the inside out that you never could have possibly conceived of before. Well, maybe you could have conceived of it, but now you can actually live it. So that's my invitation. And may all 
who try this have the very best experience with it, the juiciest, most joyous, most mm. loving experiences you could ever have from this point on. So take this tool and use it to best effect, please, for yourself. Please, thank you. Thank you, Zoe. And yes, it's your intention that will bring it to be. If you decided to run a marathon, let's say, you wouldn't just start running a marathon. You'd, you wouldn't be able to do it. To be able to embody unconditional love for yourself is something that takes steps to reconnect to. We're born from love to return to love. Let's find that space in time to create the embodiment of it within this life, within this experience firsthand. And it is, it's the smallest of changes leads to the biggest of changes. Two minutes a day, every day. If you don't do it one day, then just allow for twice the time to be repeated the next day. If there's some reason that for whatever the, the placement didn't fall into positioning that you become distracted or forget, then don't, don't quit because knowing that every step forward is one beneficial, that there is never any failings, that we're just falling around in learnings. So failure is falling around in learnings until realizing everything. That's the that's the true expression of failure. That's for you, my brother. <laughs> that's really good. Thanks, bro. I have to write that one down. I'll get back to you on that. Always failing. Fail as hard and as often as possible. Maybe not as hard, but as often as possible. Knowing that the more that you fail, the closer you are to success. And every time you fail, you become exponentially closer to that success. Mathematically, you're, you're guaranteed to succeed. So maybe fail 100 times before you succeed, but you haven't got to fail that many times. But if you tried, I'm going to go out and fail today, accepting it, knowing that you're that much closer to success, that's a much better way of looking at failure than thinking, oh, I failed. And again, this is just the teachings that we've been given from our ancestors. They did the best they could do with the information they had. And I thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this and for going upon this inner journey of discovery so that you can uplift yourself and create the betterment for everyone else. So you can pass this information on to those around you, to your children and to the future generations to come knowing that it is the children that will create the world of, of true equality and that we're laying the foundations for them to build upon. Thank you all. Zach, thank you for being on the show today. It's been a true honour. Thank you, my brother. And I look forward to speaking and catching up again soon. And thank each and every one of you listening. Please head over and connect with Zach. He's a beautiful, beautiful beacon of light, of divine masculine embodied Go over to Facebook, connect with them. I'll put all the links in the descriptions below. And until next time, keep mindful. Keep shining your light of attention on that beautiful vision of creation that we are co-creating together now. Love, light, and infinite blessings. Namaste. Much love. Thank you, brother.